Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 344. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share it with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Got a, a handful of things to get to today. Uh, Tony, you want to lead us off? Yeah, I um, just a little quick story. I uh, This past weekend, uh, on Saturday, I uh, went to a friend's wedding, uh, and she was getting married at a place in downtown Los Angeles called... The Crypto Arena. No, no? The Majestic. And it was a very majestic place. Uh, had a lot of big chandeliers and whatnot. A very nice venue. And the funny thing about it was is that it was located in downtown LA. So here you had this very nice venue that we walked inside of, looked gorgeous inside. But the moment you walked outside, you were in the jungle, baby. And you had homeless people all over the place, like just crackheads all over the place. Were there any hobo wedding crashers? Uh, no, but there was one guy. Cause the funny thing is too, is when we first got dropped off, like we're exiting the freeway, we're going down there and we just see all the trash just all over the streets. You see all these tents lined up, uh, all these people all over the place. Just, you know, like I said, homeless people, crackheads, both, you know, all the above. Uh, but the only thing was, so then when we get there, then it was like, we all had to wait in a line before we got in, which was for probably about 20 minutes. And so here's all these people, like a group of us, probably about like 50, 60 people, all in nice, you know, suits, tuxedos, you know, dresses, all, you know, everything, everybody's dressed nice. And it's just in the middle of like all these, you know, homeless people and whatnot. And the only thing was that one guy kind of came up to a little bit of our group, like the people behind me and was just like, Are you guys going to see the premiere or something? And we were just like, what? And he's like, you guys going to go, are you guys going to see the movie premiere? And we were just like, no, we're not going to see a movie premiere. But I think in that situation, you just kind of tell them like, yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, but all, all in all, it was a really, really nice wedding. Uh, this friend of ours, you know, she comes from, uh, her dad does very well for himself. So it was a, uh, and he's, she's the only daughter. So uh, it was definitely uh, very nice to say the least. And uh, the other thing that I just quickly wanted to say was that I ended up, uh, when I was leaving, I was outside and as I'm outside, and at this point now, it's it's dark time. Dark time. I like how, I don't know, that just sounded weird, but we're going to go with it. Dark time. Uh, so anyway, it was dark time. And uh, I'm outside. So now you're really in the jungle. At this point, it was probably like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night because oh, this sorry. wedding actually ran really late. I don't think we ate till like nine. Um, yeah. So yeah, very late wedding. Um, so anyway, I'm outside. We're waiting for the Uber. And all of a sudden, this homeless black dude in probably like his 60s or something wheels by me stops looks at me points it like my at my mustache then like touches his upper lip he didn't have a mustache but he just wanted to let me know that i knew what he was talking about he just goes ha i like that shit brother and i was just like thank you and he just wheeled off and i kept walking on but it was just really funny because it was i at least had a, a nice interaction with uh the homeless crackheads out there you know there was no Cause honestly, it, it's kind of scary out there. Like a lot of those guys can, you know, do some damage to you. And who knows who's holding what sort of weapons and whatnot? Yeah, but uh, that'll yeah, they're all friendly. It's nice. I thought he was. I think everybody's say, like, as friendly Tony's as you take. are. Yeah, I think anybody's as friendly as you are. Like I was just actually saying this, Sean, as I uh, walked into Andy's place, he heard me talking, and 
obviously, you know, Dobby, you didn't have the best first experience with one of Andy's neighbors, but I actually had a very pleasant one just now. It was this guy was not even walking his little dog, but he was holding his little dog as he was walking. And he looks at me, has like a smile on his face and just goes, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing good. How are you? He's like, good. Or he's, I asked him, I'm like, Hey, how you doing? He's like, good. How are you? And I'm like, good. And he's just like, nice. And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm walking away and he's like, well, have a good rest of your day. And I'm like, thank you. But he was like, he was like a Chick-fil-A worker. Just everything was like, it was just overly friendly. That was like a conversation from like 1945. Cause now it's <laughs> yeah, just like, get the fuck out of my way. And yeah. Now they look at you like, that's about it. If, like if you like hear anything. The, now they look at you like you're in that town in the twilight zone where nobody knows like who the monster is. Yeah, like, oh, I don't know. Interactions with people in public is so bizarre now, and it's kind of scary because everyone's just oh, so yeah. used to hating everyone online. It's like no one knows how to actually scary. behave in person anymore, which is sad. It's a lost art. Yeah. But, well, we all right, but yeah, no, that's you, just you my little story. Safely. Um, oh, yeah, no, I know. You never a, know. An adventures and babysitting kind of at a outing out there. You never know. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I'm looking up this uh, this place is uh, nearest a store called Weird Beers. <laughs> did you stop it? I did not. I I kind of had tunnel vision just on this place. I didn't really want to look around too much. I didn't want to look yeah, at the wrong people. It's not a sightseeing people. excursion. I mean, uh, it is. It, it's you could say it's 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 a colorful area. It only it reminded me of New York because I know it's just like you get those like scummy little buildings where it's like videos sold here or something like that. You know, like the lights half on. I can guarantee you to live in any of these buildings is super oh, expensive. Oh, 100 percent it is. Yeah, no, I know that. It's that's free what's even to crazier. live in front of them, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. That's that's the that, that is you. that is the good point. But what do we got? Uh, what do we got next here, boys? We have devastating news. Um, they're gonna do a new office. It's not going to be funny because half of it would yeah. be offensive. Would it and, be well, it's funny because Steve Carell did say multiple times. I remember him saying that there's no way we could film the office today the way we did with the jokes they had like in 2005. Not even five, four. I this mean, I've, I've so always disputed that. That's such a mamby pamby world we live in now. I mean, there's no way in hell that gets made. One of the be funny. funniest ones that's a big popular like meme out there too is when he's like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening because he sees the computer guy coming up. And he's and he's like Arab, so he thinks he's gonna blow up the building. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, uh, I think the fact that the show is still popular tells you that they can still make the show today. Um, but yeah, so. the uh, well, the, one of the co-creators, Greg Daniels, says he's working on a reboot, so not like an, a continuation, but a totally new yeah story, so it's a new, new office, new characters. Which yeah, yeah I have dumb. to say, so new actors. Yeah, uh-huh. so there's already been a million. Of these types of shows, the mockumentary show or the workplace comedy. So, I mean, I don't know what the office brand even means anymore. Um, I guess it means something and they're going to try to do something out of it. But um, it's like, okay, a show about people at work like already exists. Yeah. Um, I don't need it. I mean, the only benefit is they can do the modern age because, I mean, like the office started, what, 2004 or something? Like, it's it's old. Um yeah, that's still modern. <laughs> no, it's not. Like it, iPhone doesn't exist. The majority Dumbass of the show took place exist. when the iPhone existed. Yeah, yeah when but the I show also, started, there was no iPhone. But the majority really, of the show had. I don't really count the show after Steve Carell left. I don't know. About the time the Aaron character came on, I don't really like those episodes as much. Yeah. People Nothing to do really with know. her. I think her character is too stupid. Um and like Andy Bernard went like off the rails with being like a weirdo also. 
I don't know. Yeah, that happens to every show, though. So that's just yeah. I just have to like keep pushing the envelope and all of that. Um, I don't anticipate this being good, but who knows? Maybe it It doesn't mean it won't be. Maybe it'll be better. That's what if it's good, then it's good. But you'll take some time to figure. Going to be on NBC or Netflix? There's no, there's no real details on this yet. I would assume NBC still owns some rights there. I would think so. Um, yeah, it'll be for someone. All right. Um, well, it'll, it'll get made because of the office name, but again, yeah, it might not be any good. The other thing is the season one of the office. I think it was like good, six but months for it to even get picked up past the pilot. Yeah, it was like kind of questionable, and then it really took off in season two. So, one thing I always wonder about is like the first, I think, whole season, even or maybe even longer, or maybe less. I don't know, but Michael's character has like hair plugs or something, yeah. and then that goes away. Yeah, they figure something else out. <laughs> what was that supposed to be? Like, obviously, they're trying to make this guy just look like a sleazeball. But then they're like, we want to make him know. more likable. So we're going to settle him down and we're going to fix his hair. Yeah, I think that's probably part of it. I mean, <laughs> they, they've done that before. It's with other shows where oh, yeah, definitely. you just kind of change up people a bit. And... Ah, interesting. Um, okay, they arrested someone who killed Tupac, allegedly. So, uh, well, at least someone involved in the murder, not necessarily the uh, trigger puller in this case. Is this uh, because yeah. of the Johnny Depp movie? Uh, what did Pirates of the Caribbean have to do with Tupac? And oh, and, no, they made <laughs> the. Did, he's a cop investigating this, and like they I like found the guy. Blah blah blah. Never heard of that movie in my life. Came out a year or two ago. Yeah, Johnny Depp was already canceled at that point. So I know who, that's why no one it. talked about it, but it was a real movie. <laughs> I think okay, Forrest well, Whitaker's think so. in it. I don't know about that. I'm looking this um, up right now. But apparently this guy's been talking for like 20 years about... Puffins. What, it was called what? Puffins, Andy. I'm okay. kidding. It's called City of Lies. Yeah, maybe. I don't it's know. It's on stars with Forrest Whitaker. In um, your face. Okay, that's fine. I've never heard of it in my life, so I'd never seen it. Well, it came out uh, 2020. I, so I, I cannot confirm what the content of that movie is, if it has anything to do with this story or not. Um, but a man uh, named... What, oh, they're investigating the, the murder of Notorious B.I.G. Oh, there you go. So you're just fucking lying to everyone here. Yeah, same thing. Got it. It's, it's completely different. I still they don't know who killed him though either, right? I don't know. I don't even remember which one came first. Tupac did. No. <laughs> See. Fuck. Fifty-fifty, Tony. Shit. No, that's a good one. <laughs> I feel like Tupac because someone shot at someone first and they didn't die. I can't remember if. I think, I think, I think no, Biggie, them, Biggie got shot at first, but didn't die in like the studio. And he thought it was Tupac's guy. So I think Tupac died first, then Biggie. I'm going to find you know, out for Andy, sure right this now. This movie has Shea Wiggum in it also. All right. Yeah, he's good. But you feel pretty silly so now. Tupac died. Don't tell me. I have it right 96. here. Tupac died uh, September 7th, 1996. Ooh, look at me. And Notorious. I think he was after I think he was too. He died. But let's see if I get um, it March 9th, 97. Okay. 97. So, yeah. So, a year. Uh, actually, not even a year, like six months later. So, yeah. Well, uh, so, anyways. Uh, justice the, will be served. The, uh, the story here is a man named Dwayne, and then here's his nickname Wade? Kef, Kef D, K E F F E D. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, Davis, so Dwayne Davis with the but but he, street name Kef D. Um, I don't know where that comes from. 
But uh, <laughs> so he's been arrested uh, for the murder that he was allegedly the guy who put it together and he was in the vehicle. He was not the trigger puller, but uh, they think the guy who pulled the trigger here was this man's nephew who is long dead. So, so they this also, is a rough life. All the people, most of the people involved, they said they think there were four people in the vehicle and three of them are dead except for this guy. So And also like Suge Knight is one of the big ones with everything because he was like their, you know, their agent or whatever he was. And he had a quote, I guess. He said he won't testify against Dwayne Davis, but said, uh, I just saw that a, a day ago, he said that he had a quote saying the cops, the, who the real shooter is, the cops don't, isn't who the cops think it is or something like that. So the crazy thing is, is Suge Knight really does know, I think. And it, it, I mean, he was, I mean, Suge Knight's the one also, they say like, you know, he had some of the stuff with Eazy-E too. Like Suge Knight's not a good guy. I mean, that's why he's in jail. And I think he did murder like people or someone. He tried or, to ran people over yeah, he ran when they were making the movie. Raptor yeah. or something. <laughs> um... But this yeah, kind of crazy. I mean, this is like 25 years later. So this guy, yeah, no, this guy's gone 60. on with his life like he's a manager at H and R Block, and they just kick in the door like, "Come with us, Mister Keffy," and yeah. you're under arrest for the murder of Tupac. And his like, you know, subordinates are like, "Holy shit!" Like, he probably Dwayne. knew it was coming because, uh, well, a couple of things he's been doing like interviews about this in the last like five years. He wrote a memoir, um, and it said like this has been an investigation for like over a year, and they've gotten. You know, subpoenas for shit and all so, that kind of stuff. So on Wikipedia, when you look at his thing, it says like Keefy or however you want to say it, D. And his his thing under his name is just for what he does. It's just gangster. <laughs> yeah, pretty good profession. <laughs> well, I guess that's part of the job that <laughs> getting arrested. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! All right. Well, there you go. Um, it catches up to you eventually. So don't kill people, people. Uh, Speaking of murders, Andy, uh, only murders in the building season four. uh, They said it couldn't be done. Yeah. So Steve Martin said that uh, he was retiring and season three would be the end of his career there. Um, But maybe he was only half telling the truth and that he will never do anything other than the show, but he'll keep going with the show. I don't don't know. Uh, But it will extend to a season four. So uh, season three, I think it's just wrapping up. Today, uh, I've been, I'm not going to keep it up, but I've been close. I'm like a couple episodes behind. So, uh, I think it's Hulu's most successful comedy that they've ever done. So Hulu doesn't have a ton of shows, uh, a ton of originals. Um, so it's a hit for them. So they want to keep it around. And, um, I guess that's fine. If you're Steve Martin and you're like, okay, I'll work, I'll do this 10 episode, uh, show once a year. That's yeah. fine. He can he do, do that. He's not ninety five for his banjo collection. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch season three. Um, I watched the first two. It's hard to keep up. Well, uh, you have some trailers for us. I don't have them written down. Yeah, so there there are some uh, weird ones, some unique ones. I'm gonna start here with a, a movie called Silent Night. Which uh, I talked about when it was announced, and I kind of forgot it existed. Um, but they finally showed off a trailer and put out a release date. But uh, the gimmick behind Silent Night is it a movie without dialogue. So that's where the silent part comes from. Oh, wow. uh, it is John Woo's return to directing American movies. He uh, is a legendary Hong Mission Kong Impossible. filmmaker. Yeah, he came over to America, made like Face Off and Mission Impossible. And uh, did a movie called Paycheck with Ben Affleck. Huge flop. And he's like, I'm out. I'm going back to 
Hong Kong. Uh, and that was 20 years ago. And uh, now he's back for the first time doing a, a, an English language movie here. Uh, Joel, no Joel Kinnaman. Um, well, yeah, I, I guess that's a good point. But he's uh, starting back slow. There are white yeah. people in it. I don't know what, what's the only way to say it. Uh, Joel Kinnaman is the is the main guy here, and uh, he uh, loses the ability to speak at the beginning of the film, but has to get uh, revenge. And it looks very uh, John Wick like, which to say John John Wick is kind of you know paying homage to John Woo himself. So it's not really a rip off there. He kind of. I don't want to say invented the genre, but it was a big, uh, you know, big force in the action movie genre. So uh, it makes sense that he's making one of these types of movies where just guy who's good at killing people gets mad and has to kill people. So this is a Christmas movie at the end of the day. Uh, it's it, it's Christmas Christmas set. Eve, and it's Christmas um, title. Yeah, so I, I didn't see any, like, Santa's getting blown away in the trailer or anything like that. But they'll be around. Um, yeah, maybe. I'd hope. Maybe... Um, he has to fight a Santa played by Jim Belushi or something yeah, like that. I was going to say, don't know. Belushi's in here. I'm on board. <laughs> Can we get that arranged? Gotta I don't know. Deck your halls, bub. <laughs> um, but I think, I think it'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, it's not as Christmas themed as, say, uh, the David Harbour one from last year where he literally played Santa Claus. Um, what about uh, the fat man, Mel Gibson? He was literally Santa Claus in that one, too, right? Yeah. So, and yeah. by the way, um, this kind of falls under this, uh, that... Winnie the Pooh scary movie is on Peacock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw it pop up the other night. So, I'm, did you watch uh, it? No, but I probably will. There's a lot of weird things on Peacock. I'll tell you. I mean, it's the season. I haven't started yeah. the Continental, but I intend to. It's only three episodes. Yeah, it's a special event or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't watched it either yet. But uh, yeah, so kind of funny. All right. Well, uh, what's the other one? Uh, for number two here, uh, we've got a movie called Argyle. Uh, this is coming in 2024. So we got our first 2024 movie, I think, here. Uh, February 2nd. It is uh, the newest movie from Matthew Vaughn, who has done uh, three Kingsman movies, are his last three movies. So he's moving on to something different. Uh, this time he's making uh, another spy movie. Uh, so I'm actually not really moving on. Oh, Sam um, Rockwell, where has he been? But yeah, this is a pretty great Huge cast. cast. Huge. Sam Rockwell and Brian Cranston and uh, Henry Cavill and uh, Sam O'Hara, Jackson coming back. John yeah. Cena. It's a... Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy premise and that it looks like uh, Henry Cavill's playing like a spy uh, named Argyle or something. But then it turns out that that's actually a character in a series of books written by Bryce Dallas Howard, and then real bad people want to kill her because her books are too close to real-life spy shit. So, um, I don't know. I like Matthew Vaughn stuff. I like Kick-Ass. I liked Layer Cake. It was his first movie way back in the day. And I like the Kingsman movies. He's not, uh, you know, Christopher Nolan or anything, but he makes fun stuff. So, uh, that's coming. It's also an Apple movie. So, Apple's really, you know, they have unlimited money. Yeah. Because even if they like just release the same phone the next year, people still buy it. So oh, yes, they um, do. it's really it's really easy for them. So I saw they spent two hundred million dollars to uh, make this movie. It's like oh, all right, you know, good for them. Um, I mean, they're basically like be a, a government company where like yeah, money doesn't matter. So <laughs> yeah, it's this is like a charity arts program they're running. <laughs> Here's two hundred million dollars to make your film. Interesting. I did see a yeah. photo and someone was pissed. They're like they're just recycling hairstyles now. And it shows Cavill with his weird cut, like crew cut, and uh, yeah. compares him to uh, uh, Travolta from 
not face off, but a movie around that time. And I thought a few different other people even. It looked a little bit like when uh, uh, Bruce Willis had hair. Yeah. Well, it seems to be a, a trick there with Henry Cavill is like, I don't know, do something with his hair. Give him a big ass mustache or maybe like a crew cut or flat top or something because it's like, then you won't think he's Superman. So, because yeah, this is Mission Impossible. That's what yeah. you do. Well, did he have normal hair in a uh, Man from Uncle? Was another Henry Cavill spy movie. So, I feel like he, I feel like he looks the same in every movie. Yeah, I don't know. All right, what's the third? Uh, the third is actually a TV show oh. that uh, I'm very much interested in. Uh, coming to Showtime uh, on November 10th. It's called The Curse. It's created by uh, my guy Nathan Fielder uh, and Benny Safdie, and it is a uh, Starring Fielder and Emma Stone as a married couple doing a reality like home renovation show. Uh, you know, very little, very strange little teaser that they that they put out this past week. Uh, so no, I don't really know what, what the whole show is going to be. Uh, but I'm on board with those guys. So yeah, anything Nathan Fielder does, I want to see what he's going to do. You are a bit. fan because uh, it just it's it's going to be creative in some way. So. Uh, yeah, very much looking forward to that. Uh, I wonder if it's just completely normal and it's just a straight drama and there's no comedy at all. Yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. Curveball. So that's that, the real. Yeah. That's what makes it funny. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, we uh, we flew through that. Uh, the next portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works through the dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you a 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. um, I have two. I have two as well. All right, I got five here. I'm oh, just going to go yeah. ahead and do two TV shows right right, right away Woo. here. Uh, <laughs> so first off, I'm going to start with Gen V on Amazon. Uh, if you watch the Thursday Night Football, they were promoing this. Uh, it premiered after Thursday Night Football last week. Uh, this is a spinoff of The Boys, one of my favorite shows and probably Amazon's biggest hit. It's a, a superhero uh, setting, um, but everything's like fucked up and weird and terrible. Uh, and so in Gen V, which V is the reason it's called V is V is the uh, the drug that actually turned people into superheroes. Uh, it, it set out a college for the young uh, superpowered individuals, and uh, you know introduced the new is cast this here. X Men. Uh, well, it's not a. It's not. It's like more just a regular ass school. Like it's it's like a giant campus. It's not like you know a hundred person. Uh, oh. Professor Xavier type thing. Um, and they're college kids. They're legit college kids and. You know, there's sex and drugs and that kind of stuff. Um, I think some people are concerned that it would be too much of a college show. Um, it'd be kind of like, you know, uh, Saved by the Bell, the college years yeah, or something like Topanga's, that. Uh, um, walking around. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is uh, still a, a legitimate follow up here to the boys. It is uh, uh, very fun so far. And uh, yeah, maybe a little less hopeless than than the uh, main series there because um, they're, they're younger people. They're not all. Uh, destroyed by the horrible world they live in. So, um, but yeah, it's still a horrible world they live in. Uh, there's not very many people in this show that you would recognize. Um, 
I got to I the, have the guy's professor. name. I got to look it up. Um, so Clancy Brown is in it, but he's not going to be in it the whole time. He's uh, recognizable. But yeah, here's the guy. Uh, Sean Patrick Thomas plays one of the plays the father of one of the uh, young college kids. And he's like a uh, former. It's like think of like a like a Deion Sanders where now his son is at the college. It's that kind of situation. Um, this guy was in all kinds of movies in the late 90s, early 2000s, kind of disappeared. So seeing him here was interesting. But yeah, he was in uh, Barbershop, Save the Lance, Last Dance, uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Um, and he had the great scene in Not Another Teen Movie where they're at the party and the one black guy's there. Do you remember that scene? Oh, yeah, it's the best scene. And then the guy's like, hey, he's like, oh, you can only be one of us here. And he, the best part, too, is then the guy's like, oh, my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> like, he completely understands and then leaves. So it's that guy. Is, uh, in the Wait, show. so it's the guy that you said said it to him or the guy that... The guy that's like the, the, the guest main star. Guy. Yeah. The guy that was... Like the main black guy in the movie. No. The other guy. The guy who was like already a, at was the in, party. Oh, it's him in it. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, he was would, in like 12 movies in that I wouldn't era. be able to like point... I'd have to remember what he looks like. It's yeah. been a while since I've seen that movie. He was in Halloween Resurrection, which I told you was the worst Halloween movie. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I can't... I mean, I'll tell you what. I mean, that's into what I've been watching. is the one we watched last night. I can... This guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Isn't it funny how, like, those side ones end up being way more famous than the guy that was, like, even the more popular black guy in that movie than him? I don't know, yeah. Because those roles could have been reversed. It should have been that other guy at the party, and then this guy should have been the main actor. But I don't know. There were certain people that were just really good at playing those characters in those 90s, early 2000s comedies. I couldn't even tell you who the other guy was. Maybe that that, guy grew up to be... uh, Will Smith no, or something. I don't know. I know who it was. <laughs> no, that's the, you're thinking of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, that's, that's Gen V. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, three episodes out the first week. So um, that's how they do their thing. Um, so I'll take the next one here too. Uh, American Horror Story. Dion Richmond. Dion Richmond. See, what, is, what else has he been in? Let's see. He's from New York. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, my God. He's been in the Cosby Show, so that's what you're oh, thinking Oh, that's, that's not great. <laughs> the Hatchet, Trippin', Sister, Sister. See, he's only ever in. Getting him. By, the Eddie Murphy Raw. He's only in. Yeah, in Teachers. Movie, so. Scream 3. Okay. And then. Uh, see, there you yeah. go, Van Wilder. That makes yeah, sense. Awesome Maximus, which I think is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So definitely. Uh, Nothing really else. He stayed in that genre, and that genre killed him. Uh, but yeah, American Horror Story, Delicate. That's the name of this the new uh, season here. Uh, I think uh, what's going to draw people to this season is Kim Kardashian, isn't it? And it's not like a little guest role. She's probably like third build, uh, playing a pretty important character. And she's not bad. I thought she was going to be terrible. She's, she plays it pretty well. I think uh, I've watched two episodes. I think that's two have been out so far. Uh, not very horror-like. Uh, I want to see how where this goes. Um, also, Ryan Murphy's not involved in this season at all, I don't think. Kind of handed it over to let someone else uh, create the whole story and hire the directors and everything like that. Um, but yeah, right now it's just a... It's um, what Emma Roberts as like a, a young actress who's trying to get pregnant and she's kind of slowly going insane. So I think they're trying to go for like a Rosemary's Baby thing in the end. That's what I'm thinking, but... Um, I don't know, but that's, yeah, like season 47 of American Horror Story. Still going. Uh, you can watch that on uh, FX or Hulu. Awesome. Perfect. How many did you say you had, Dobby? Two. All right. I have two also. Do you want me to just go? Sure. Or do you want to go? I'll go. 
You can go. Um, so, because uh, mine are older movies anyway. So the first one was uh, this last Friday night. I um, had just a nice relaxing Friday night in because I knew I had to go to that wedding in downtown LA. And uh, my roommate, one of my good friends came home and we had kind of started this movie the other night. And it's one of those movies that whenever you put it on, even if it's just background, you just can't help but finish it because you're laughing so much. And it was super bad. I just, such a great comedy. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you can watch it so many different times and you're just laughing every time because maybe there's a couple scenes you forget. But even then, it's like, it's just so well done that it's just, it's so funny. And it's, uh, it's a great movie. Just a great movie to laugh. You know, if you ever need a laugh in your life, put it on, just do it. Uh, and then the other one I watched was uh, with Andy and I. We uh, finished it last night, actually, because we've been watching the Monday night football games together because I don't get them at my place. And it's, you know, nice something to do during the week. You know, we both enjoy watching football unless it's. Did we enjoy watching? That's what I was going to say. I was actually just going to say, but tune into our sports podcast to understand actually how we really felt about that game last night. But um, uh, anyway, yeah, so we watched uh, the Halloween, the H201. And, you know, it's kind of funny because it's like the first one obviously is great, the original. And then the ones that they came out with, you know, a few years ago, a couple years ago were all I, I enjoyed. But, um, you know, these other ones in between, just not not my jam. I think I, I don't know if it's something to do too with this. Just the mask, how like the mask just isn't as well done, you know, but, uh, you know, I still enjoy it. It's still horror movies. Nonetheless, it's still the fun of it all. But it's uh, definitely not the spookiness as, uh, you know, the other ones, I think. Yeah, I think what was notable with that movie was that Jamie Lee Curtis didn't come back for like a lot of those sequels. And then she came back for this one, which like yeah. reset the timeline. Because it was like, and that's why, you know, it's 20 yeah. years later, too. And then so. they're like 20 years later, like, let's do that again, actually. Uh, yeah, she's got every 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also what's notable about it. It's another Harvey Weinstein produced movie. Ooh. He he made like nine high school horror movies in the late 90s after Scream came out because it was such a success. He just kept making them and turning them out. So. Um, and I think I said to you, like, um, Michelle Williams, Oscar winner Michelle Williams is in this movie. And then there's another kind of unknown female actress. And I'm like, that's the one that Harvey got to, I'm sure. Because uh, I haven't heard anything about Michelle Williams with him. But yeah. uh, it's kind of a black mark on all of those movies, even though I enjoy them. You're like a big fat produced by Harvey Weinstein comes yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, those were uh, those were my two. I haven't been watching too much stuff lately, but uh, just especially now that it's big time sports season. I mean. This is October's the biggest sports month. So, uh, yeah. So what about you, Sean? What, uh, what two things do you have to share with us? Well, I, I almost had more things, but I've uh, lost patience for a lot of movies. If they don't just get me going right off the bat, I'm out. And uh, I halfway watched this. Uh, but first, I'll talk about I tried to watch Val Killery, the Tom Cruise trying to kill Hitler movie. I don't know if it's HBO or what, but the dialogue is all whispering and then there's explosions. So you can't have an audio at a level that's comfortable. And I didn't really want to just read the dialogue the entire time. So I shut it down. I was very disappointed <laughs> with the audio. That's actually really funny because yeah. it's like whispering and then you're like, I got to turn it up. And then all of a sudden yeah, something exactly. blows up. So and, you, you're just and doing you know a they make wave. That loud. Yeah, you're doing a wave on your remote of up and down on the so the sound. And That's it, like when you're watching a show or a movie and it's or a show and it's kind of quiet and so you turn it up and then they make the commercials really loud. Like oh, all of a sudden it's like, get the new Whopper at Burger King. You're like, oh, oh gosh, yeah. So I didn't watch any beyond 20 minutes of that, which I wanted to watch it. I was looking forward to it. But instead, 
HBO's like, hey, well, guess what? It also came out today on Friday. The Meg 2. You're going to want to watch this. So I did. And uh, awful. Just incredibly bad. Um, I wrote down some things. So Club Dread, the guy from Snowfall is in it. Terrible Godzilla versus Donkey Kong kind of a movie. They made their own LL Cool J. There's dog alligators and uh, the wa- the guy jumps into the water with a backpack and he gets out of the water and he's dry. I hate that. Um, it was bad. It was just not enjoyable. It's stupid. It's unnecessary. And it's a good payday, I'm sure, for uh, Mr. Jason Statham. It was dumb. It was super he's dumb. He's been in like 14 movies this year. Like that guy, I, don't, I think he is AI at this point. Yeah, maybe. Just like, he doesn't turn anything down, so he just has like an AI clone. Like, the first one at least was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. This one was just, like, we have to keep pushing the envelope. Like, what happens if we, you know, talk about excusing the reason that his body didn't implode when he's 25,000 feet below the uh, surface of the sea, but he can hold his breath and go open this submarine from the other side outside of it. That'll work. It's like, yeah, this yeah. is so dumb. He should have winked at the camera when they did that yeah. explanation. <laughs> Don't worry it's about it. It's just incredibly stupid to the point where I was like, well, I'll have it on in the background. Like, I'll complete this movie because it sucks, but I, it was terrible. Terrible movie. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun the last half hour because it was like, well, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He fought a shark on a jet ski. I'm like, all right. No one cares. <laughs> so stupid. So... I have one more that's real, and I'm vac- very pleased with this movie. So, uh, if uh, someone else wants to go, or I can finish off whatever, whatever. Yeah, works. I can break it up here because I got three more movies here, uh, all new movies that came out in theaters this week. So, um, I'll start off with uh, Dumb Money. This is the GameStop movie starring uh, Paul Dano, uh, Pete Davidson, Seth Rogen. Um, yeah, a lot of people are in this movie. I think it's a, it's a good cast. Uh, uh, we talked about it, I think, in the, the game we played last week about how it's been, it wasn't that long ago when this, this story happened. So it was kind of crazy to watch like history, but then it's like, well, this was, I remember this. I was there. Um, but it was a kind of a good, well done uh, COVID movie where it's like, oh, yeah, because this was like the events were all COVID stuff. And like he goes to the bar and, and you know, lowers his mask and can have his beer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, the, like the the premise here is it's not just following Paul Dano's character, who's who's the guy who like uh, pushed the GameStop stock online um, on like his YouTube channel and on Reddit. How and stuff. old was that guy? Uh, he was early thirties, so I think he's like a few years older than me or something. Um, and he's disappeared. They said he he oh. made he made thirty million, not like in a bad way. Uh-oh. He's just like I don't want any part of this. I made I made my money. I made thirty five million or something. Yeah, good. I'm just gonna get the fuck out of here. Um, he probably had people. I wouldn't be surprised if he had death threats or something. Well, definitely because there are people who lost money too. So. Yeah, and those big investor so, dudes. Um, well, more and regular people those lost money too. Gay so. investor yeah. dudes. I know. I know. I was thinking the investor same. Gay thing. dudes. <laughs> I said that. Um, That's but an I, old I, podcast reference. Yes, one of the things is. I like about the movie, and I wish they did it more and better is it kind of it's not just his perspective they also you also follow like a few other characters uh including like an employee at gamestop who's actually they show how shitty gamestop is as a as a business and how it, it is to work there and how you know they push use game sales and that kind of stuff try to push you to get subscriptions um meanwhile they pay you 14 dollars an hour but i really like this part every time he's trying to talk to his manager 
he'll like put his mask down to try to talk to him. And the guy just keeps going like, nope, mask up, mask up. And it's like, God damn. Like, I'm so glad I didn't work retail during that era. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, 100%. Miserable. Because you were there still, like, all the time, too. Yeah. The retail stuff. Yeah, and that's what was funny was that um, there's also a scene where, so Seth Rogen plays kind of the antagonist. He's the guy who bet against them and loses a bunch of money. He's explaining to one of the financiers that, like, he bet, he shorted a bunch of retail companies before the pandemic and how he's going to make a bunch of money off of that. And he's like, only three of the companies uh, are still even allowed to be open right now. And, and one of them is GameStop. And because they sell computer mice, they uh, said they have an exemption to stay open because it's computer equipment. So, uh, like, I forgot about that. In the first couple few months, like, you had to – retail stores actually did have to kind of close in some places. But mm-hmm. you could, like, get an exception. Um, so, yeah, remember that history. Um but yeah, one of my problems with the movie is just, I don't know what the point of view is here. What happened there was not like, it was not like take down evil corporations. Like GameStop is an evil corporation. They suck. Like I hate GameStop. And the fact that like this whole thing kind of like maybe saved them, not a great thing. Um, a lot of regular people lost money off on this because, uh, you know, the stock price kept going up. A lot of people bought in at like over a hundred dollars and I don't know what it is now. That's just probably silly. Check, but um, it went way up and way down and it was just not based in reality anymore, which is like the, the whole movie leads up to basically this main guy, Paul Dano's character, giving the speech to Congress because he gets investigated and it goes to Congress and basically about how the stock market and, and the big companies or the big, uh, um, hedge funds and stuff, just, they have the advantages over the little guy and how the little guy just needs to like, you're supposed to be able to do research and bet on companies you like, and that's how you can make money. And it's like, that's not what happened here. Like, he he did have a good idea of like, I think GameStop is actually undervalued because the store will probably stay open for the next 10 years rather than go out of business in two years like everyone expects. Um, so he was right in that sense. But it, GameStop was never worth $200 a share. Like, it was always absurd. Um, so I don't think that's what he ever was projecting. He was like, GameStop is a $2 stock. I think it could go to $4 and make some money. Um but yeah, it's just kind of the, the point of view is trying to be like, this guy was a hero sticking it to Wall Street. It's like, nah, not really. Like, this was a weird, weird thing to happen. Um, but yeah, there's way better mo- versions of this type of movie. It, it's fine. But um, there's a reason it's coming out in like September and not like an Oscar movie or something. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll close out mine. I watched. A movie I saw a trailer for when it initially came out in 2017 and just wasn't that into it. Didn't seem like a real movie. Well, it's on Netflix now. Um, I think it should still be there. Jackie Chan, Pierce Brosnan, The Foreigner. It is silently terrific. And I don't mean it's a silent film. Uh, Jackie Chan is just a guy. You know, he's got a daughter and something bad happens. And he wants to just figure out who is behind it. And you learn more about him as the show goes on, and it's pretty awesome. He doesn't, you know, jump through any ladders or anything like that, but he does do a little bit of parkour stuff. But, I mean, he's older now, you know, he's in his 60s is what they say in the show. But it's terrific. I think if you have an hour 55 and you like Jackie Chan or Pierce Brosnan, um, check it out. It is awesome. Uh, He... Could have been Liam Neeson's uh, replacement, you know? 
Taken, uh, cool. reboot the Takens. Yeah, I think uh, they missed the boat. He's like maybe a little too old now. Yeah, he is. But I love Jackie Chan. I mean, Rumble in the Bronx. Who am I? All of those. One of my favorite lines from, I don't even know which one it is, but he's fighting this gigantic guy. They're both beat to hell. And he just looks at him. He's like, you want more fight? <laughs> <laughs> That's just funny. Uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. It takes place in uh, Ireland and uh, England. So, uh Nice, different change of scenery, which is uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, you're trying to finish out all the Irish movies you can find? Yeah, my parents actually recommended this one to me, and they're like, check it out. And I had no idea what it was uh, going into it, so. No, I would have assumed it's in China, you know. Yeah. So, uh, although it is called The Foreigner, but I guess it could have been Pierce Brosnan as The Foreigner in China. Um, Like I said, check it out. it's, It's a good action movie. Alrighty. So, Andy, you got the last two here? Yeah, I got the last two. So, the next one, uh, new movie here, uh, Saw X or Saw 10. I don't know what they actually want you to be called. Um, so, yeah, last week we talked about Spiral, which I guess was Saw 9. Um, so, it's the, it's the 10th film in the series. Uh, what's crazy, I didn't know the timing of it. Do you know when the original Saw movies came out? Saw, let's say the original ones were Saw 1 through 7. Let's say. The first one came out like in three. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Three or four. To what? T- what end? Well, probably like two thousand, and they probably came out quick. I would say like twenty thirteen or twelve. They came out once a year. Okay, so twenty eleven. Two thousand four to two thousand ten. One wow. one every October. They t- they turned them out or <laughs> yeah. turned them out, uh, and then cow. they made Jigsaw in twenty seventeen and Spiral in twenty twenty one, and now uh, we're finally returning. This is a real. Um, I want to say it's a real sequel, but it's actually it's a prequel here. Uh, but it's a real return to form, uh, bringing back Tobin Bell as uh, oh, John yeah. Kramer, aka George Popovich. I mean George Popovich, <laughs> Greg, Jeez, Popovich. Greg Popovich, uh, as the Jigsaw Killer here. Uh, he had been in the, the franchise in some of those sequels, but in like you know video recordings and stuff. Uh, he his character dies in Saw Three, um, and then they made five more sequels after that. Um, but it's great to have him back because he is the, uh, the real draw to this franchise. And what's great about this one is he is the protagonist of this movie. Uh, so if you haven't seen the trailer, you don't know what the story is. He, um, or if you don't know the the franchise, he's dying. And that's why he does this, his, these games Mm -hmm. is he wants to teach people to value life because his life is about to end. Um, he ends up, uh, going to Mexico for like a miracle cancer treatment, that someone sells him on. So you're gonna get he goes there in his butt, <laughs> and it is a scam. Yeah. And uh, because he's a, like a genius, he's able to figure out like they they actually like blindfold him when they take him there and like oh it's we got to be super secure. But he's still able to figure out where it is. And then when he goes back there, he actually wants to. Um, he doesn't know he's been scammed at that point. He just wants to be nice and be like I want to say thank you. And he realizes like the whole place has been uh, abandoned now, and he's like he gets scammed. So. Uh, don't scam the Jigsaw Killer. That's a bad idea. So, so he, is that how it all started for him then? No, this is this takes place after <clears throat> Saw 2, but oh. before 3. Um, so he's already been... People know who the Jigsaw Killer is and everything. Um, he already has the um, Amanda. This is already his assistant. Mm-hmm. So he calls her in, and they kidnap all the people involved and put him through a bunch of, of uh, Saw games. And, you know, it's good stuff. I don't know if it's the best designs, uh, but again... Because he's the protagonist here, you're kind of seeing, like, how is he going to do this? Someone's going to get the better of him in one of these games, and then he's going to have to, you know, turn the tables on them again. 
and uh yeah it's it's a lot of fun i have to say the uh the one thing with all these movies though is his games are just a little bit too hard oh yeah and he gives them not, not enough too time. much time yeah because on every single one of these the person gets like and not every single one but i'm saying a lot of them they get like 99% of the way there. And it's like, you ran out of time. It's like, what the, what the fuck? Like they did, they, they, so their last moments were them like doing some crazy shit to their own bodies only well, to still die. I and think it's the, like the, one of the tough ones I remember, I forget, I couldn't even tell you what one it was somewhere between like three and five, two and five, whatever was when, uh, it's the very opening scene, I think. And the, the guy's got the key is like behind his eye, his eyeball or something. And so he's got to get the knife and cut it out to get to the key. And then it's like, and he's got like a minute and a half or something. I don't know. It was like ridiculous. Like that was gross. And those are the ones like the self-inflicting wounds are the ones that are, I think are They're all tough. dead in this movie. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is horrible. Those are the ones that are tough to watch. Yeah. But yeah, that is what a lot of Saw is. It's because you my, have to do it to yourself. To my favorite Saw episode is Living with Jigsaw. The car key's been spoon fed to bingo. Oh, God, that is the best one. Will you, <laughs> using a weapon of your choice, like, will you kill your best friend or be late for work for the 10th day in a row? <laughs> the choice is yours, Gary. <laughs> the well, floor yeah, has been covered in razor blades. <laughs> yes. So good. It is funny how, like... I want to watch that now. How, like, do you have to offend him, like, in just a little ways? Because there was, there was a point in the movie where he actually... Um, fantasizes about a trap for a guy where he's at the hospital and he sees like an orderly go into a guy's wallet and he's like watching him. And then the guy decides not to steal the money. And he tells him like, good choice. <laughs> and I was like, was he going to murder this like orderly? Who's probably like poor and wants to feed his family. Like we probably like, would have gone after like, Jerry and uh, Lane Cause he was in Seinfeld, yeah. wasn't he? <laughs> so was he in Seinfeld? Th- I'm pretty sure he was in Seinfeld, but I do have to say, well, he was in Seinfeld. Yeah, the jigsaw guy. I'm trying to figure out what now, his character was. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm confusing him with. He that worked clown. at the record store, I think. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, we were watching a lot of Seinfeld like six months ago, eight months ago, and I remember seeing him and being like, "Oh shit, that's the saw guy." But yeah, no, he was working at the store, the video store or something. Yeah, that sounds. Or record store. I think it was the record store. I forget. Yeah. He was working at a store though. He's a cashier. But yeah, the other thing about this franchise, you probably don't think of it for its music. But there's a point in this movie where the music plays and it's like, oh, that's that's the real shit. This is going down. So I'm going to play this. Okay, that's the intro, of course. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. And that's when you're like, oh, shit, he's going to reveal everything now. Oh, yeah. He he's does got do you that at the fucked. end. And it's like. Because that was the music at the end when he gets up, right? Yeah. In the in the in the whatever they were at. It's like, this Everyone. is not John, a John Williams score or anything, but that was like. Gave me like also Sean when you were talking uh, Seinfeld the clown the clown was John Favreau in Seinfeld. Uh, no, different. Not that the opera clown. <laughs> oh, but that was remember that that was yeah, a good one too. Yeah, and George George the runs fire. away, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pushes the ladies and the children out of the way. <laughs> uh, God, I love that show. That's a good one. All right, Andy got Uno Mas, which is one more in Spanish. Yes. So the last one here is The Creator. This is a new original sci-fi film from Gareth Edwards, who had uh, made the Godzilla movie from 2014 with Brian Cranston uh, and Aaron Taylor Johnson and uh, did Rogue One. And uh, after those two big franchise films, he hasn't made a movie since. So uh, I think he's been working on what his next project is. Probably didn't want to work under... 
a big franchise again because uh, with the Star Wars movie, uh, he didn't get to do the reshoots, didn't get to do any of the edits, and that was kind of a big story about that. Uh, but the guy is very talented at making these these types of movies. Uh, his first movie was a super low budget like monster movie where he did all the effects himself. Uh, so this movie I think was made for under a hundred million dollars and it looks great. Uh, just really big in scale. Uh, just kind of a, it's a sci-fi war movie. It's there's a it's kind of Terminator in the sense that uh, the AI launched a nuke on Los Angeles and now. Uh, the Western world wants to eradicate all the robots from the world, while the East, like China, uh, Asia, uh, still like the robots. So, uh, you know, Americans go to war against them. And uh, the main character here, John David Washington, ends up having to protect a young robot girl. Uh, and like, because she's going to, you know, save the world. She's the secret to uh, peace. And so he has to kind of go there and save her and take her to where she needs to go. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it was really wonderful to look at. Uh, it's an original story, but you know those are very unoriginal ideas here. Uh, but still, very cool. Very, uh, like I said, it's not. It it isn't. It isn't. Isn't isn't CGI. Like it looks so different than like modern blockbusters. It's just. It's very very well done. Uh, now the disappointing thing is that. Uh, this movie is going to be a huge flop. I think it made $15 million this weekend. It's not going to make back that budget. And that's just another s- signal to Hollywood that, like, no, make more superhero movies. Make more <sighs> Batmans. Make more Star Wars because you make an original movie and people don't go see it. So You know what? That just reminded me. Here. I forgot to talk about it. Um, they're potentially looking at having uh, Christopher Nolan do 007. Uh, I think he said in the past, yeah, he'd be open to it because you know he, That'd is, be the he is British. Best so. 007s of all time. Yeah, and I also read yeah, they'd be, be good. <clears throat> you know, taking place, I believe, in the 60s. So super duper cool. Yeah, I'd be on board. I wrote that down. I thought it. it I must have put it in the wrong spot. Yeah, I know that was. There's something in the news with him, and you know, Scorsese. They're always asking him to like shit on superhero movies. Yeah, save the like, actual movies. Yeah, and he said something about like, yeah, they, we need to support Christopher Nolan movies, and they're like, everyone's like, you know, he made three Batman movies. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but well, that's not the point. They're not comic um, book yeah. comic book movies. This yeah. guy's an actual guy who has money and knows kung fu. Okay. He didn't fall into a vat of you know stuff and become a Capri Sun. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, you're thinking of those commercials? No, Alex Mack, The Secret World. Oh my game. god! But also, that happened in Capri Sun commercials. Yes, it did. They would just drink it and then they would liquidate. I I forgot that, but now that you're saying it, I do. What you're talking yeah, about. Alex Mack would do that, and she'd go under the, yeah. the the doors and stuff. Yeah, I mean, chicken or Yo, the egg cool. on the commercial I'm, on the show. I'm into that. '90s shows were awesome on Nickelodeon. Yeah, it was a bell of the ball. Yeah, that was the golden age of kids TV. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. Then all the just, I want to know what it was actually like. Like, what was that slime that would come down on you? Baking soda? I don't know. They probably have a recipe for it. But like, and then I wonder, like, did it have a scent to it? Like, would it like, was it hard to get out? Like when you got. Yeah. Like, did you have to consent to getting slimed? Like, like this is Versace, you know? What the fuck I'm sure you wouldn't wear, you know. Kids were wearing, you know, a gas yeah. t-shirt, Andy. Come yeah. On. They had a no, but they slimed old, adults all the time. Yeah. But no one's wearing Versace on TV. <laughs> On those shows. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, Andy, were you done talking about your movie? Uh, I think so. I, th- I think it's okay. good. I think it's worth watching. It's worth supporting uh, if you want original movies. But Yeah. There you go. All righty. 
All right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for episode 244. 344. I don't know why I always do that. Of the Tony's Take Podcast, I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Afro Eddie. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you very much. See you later.